Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. A bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad adders, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. Ooh. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams for 30 years. They've been making a better rocket mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion check it up, should do better. All my friend that come around, flies a flutter, party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs, sometimes what a mess is tied to tatter. My brain splattered all over Manhattan, should do be check out. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855. 212-4CBS is our toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Jim Trotter of NFL Network and NFL.com will join us here in about 12 minutes. And then Matt Merchel from the Orlando Sentinel to talk college football at 1040 East, 740 West. Live, the Monday night are going on right now. Somehow, the Cowboys are up 13-12 into the third quarter. Nice job by the uh, Giants right before the half. The three straight passes with 48 seconds left, including the third down Jones bomb to Woods that was picked off and turned into a field goal. They had an interception, a missed field goal, a fumble, and plenty of penalties. They even had a black cat run on the field. Did you see that one? What is that? Is that bad luck for the Giants? Or I don't know who it is. I'll tell you what. If you lose to the Jets and Giants in the same season, you should be fired as the head coach of the Cowboys. I don't care what anybody says. Because the Giants are just as bad as the Jets. Are they not? And it's simple. If you lose to both of them, you should be fired. That's it. Like, I mean, who are you going to beat if you can't beat them? It means you'll beat no one. I mean, you know, when it matters, when it really matters, you know, late December when you're playing for a playoff spot, a wild card or a division, and you can't beat the Giants and the Jets in your season, you should be fired. That's it. That should be the calling card for Jason Garrett, not his body of work, but just that he lost to the Giants and Jets. If he loses this game to this crappy team, I'm telling you, that should be the end of him. I mean, honestly. Uh, seriously, like, what more do you need to know than this guy can't beat these two lug nuts? Honestly, they're the worst two teams. Have you ever seen anything worse than watching that team yesterday play the Dolphins, the Jets? I mean, honestly, I bet they got abused today on this fan uh, in New York. I mean, all day long, it was probably just an uh, just unrelenting abuse. And then what? They blame the... Media, they blame the fan, they blame the radio host. I mean, who is that guy dead man walking or what, Adam Gase? I mean, that guy is doomed. There is no way you can keep that guy as your coach. He didn't even last nine weeks, right? And he, they want him gone. I mean, the fans hate him, the players hate him, the media hates him more than anybody else. 
does he not walk around like a zombie on the football field? Like a guy that's getting paid thinking, I'm going to make all this money. They're going to fire me, and I'm still going to get paid a ton of money to do nothing. I might as well just be a zombie. He's Pretty a much zombie. The show's not making in, in-game, you know, situational adjustments, that's for sure. I mean, they can't protect their quarterback to save their life. The guy's getting rushed every play, and they do nothing. So he just chucks the ball away and throws it into interceptions. Like, the guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing, it seems like. This is as bad as when McAdoo was with the Giants, and in his second year just – you just looked at him, you're like, what are you doing? Do you even know what your job is? Because you're certainly not doing it. I mean, I've never seen a guy uh, so lame duck, it's not even funny. I mean, I can't even fathom that guy keeping his job. Seriously. And what they sign him for? Three or four years, probably? Uh, th- doesn't every coach that signs a deal in the NFL get, you know, four or five years? I think they do, pretty much. So, uh, right now, it's 13-12. Cowboys lead, and, you know, whatever. There's eight and a half minutes left in the third and a real barn burner out at MetLife. Uh, Lamar Jackson proves himself against the Pats and gets himself right in the thick of things for the MVP talk with that performance last night, beating the Patriots 37-20. to Jackson, 224 total yards, three touchdowns. The Niners are the only unbeaten team in the NFL. The Patriots finally lose, and everyone's celebrated. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says that the Chargers' loss was a slice of humble pie for the hapless Packers yesterday. That's what they played like, completely hapless, didn't they? certainly was because they were only rushing four at him all day, and still there's always two or three guys in the backfield every time he ran back. Yeah. That Chargers defensive line just completely dominated them. uh, Deshaun Watson goes into the bye week as another MVP candidate. He has been impressive, to say the least. Doug Marone will take his time before making any quarterback call on Nick Foles. I think it's pretty obvious they'll go with Nick Foles when he comes back, right? Didn't they give him tons of money to be the quarterback? Harrison Butker hits the last second field goal as the Chiefs beat Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. That was a pretty good game yesterday. How about the uh, Colts and Steeler game with Adam Vanateri missing the game winner with the laces in? He shanks it left. Another big Christian McCaffrey day leads the Panthers over the Titans. Cam Newton rumors, surgery not in the plans right now to repair the foot injury, so I guess he's just not going to play football this year. Is that what it boils down to? Because he's just nowhere near playing, is he? His foot's giving him fits. And uh, the Eagles start strong, then have to hang on to beat the Bears. Did you see that game? Bills easy over Washington, 24-9. Uh, the Bills now are 6-2. and two. Is that right? 6-2. and two. Brandon Allen uh, wins his first start as the uh, Broncos beat the Browns. Hey, the Browns are going to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, isn't that the deal? The Browns are going to win the Super Bowl? How about all those people with all those betting slips on the uh, Browns winning the Super Bowl? How are those tickets looking? I mean, honest to God, are the Browns the most pathetic thing? I I don't know who's worse. I really don't. You tell me tonight who's the worst team in the NFL because they're sure damn close, aren't they? They are pathetic. For a team loaded with talent that got all that off-season hype from ESPN and everybody else for that matter, except me, I've been bashing them since day one. I mean, I've been bashing them before they even went to camp that they weren't going to amount to a hill of beans. 
Everybody else was on their knees like a porn star uh, for this team. And they are pathetic. I mean, you are pathetic. Mayfield, you're pathetic. And how about he blames everybody for everything? He blames the media. Does he blame his mother for all of his crappy play? OBJ, he's complaining he's not getting the ball. That didn't take long, did it? Did it take long for that guy to be miserable? You know what he is? Lymphoma. He's been lymphoma ever since he's been in the NFL. Prima donna. Con, 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 con. Prima donna. Con, 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 con. They don't understand uh, even that they made him change their cleats. The league can't stand them either. How about this guy for the Browns, Jermaine Whitehead? They cut him today after he was threatening fans and radio hosts. Was he not threatening people with some crispy language? They waved him today. He's finished. Now no one will want him. Honestly, after you start threatening people. Guess he didn't like the loss too much. We'll get into everything, uh, including Willie Taggart getting fired. Not a bad deal for him, though. He gets $17 million to go away. Not bad, right? Who's going to be the next Florida State coach? They've even thrown Lane Kiffin's name around there. I actually think the best guy to get that job is Brent Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator. If they're smart, they'll hire him, right? I mean, he knows all of Dabo's tricks, right? Because Florida State's never going to beat Clemson unless they get somebody in there that knows how to beat him. That might be the guy, if you ask me. So we'll talk about that. Plus, Jorge Masvidal beating ADS Saturday night in a fight that was stopped because of a cut over Diaz's eye. He had two cuts, one over the eye, one on the face. They stopped the fight. So everybody that paid uh, tons of money to see that fight uh, didn't get their money's worth, right? Weren't they booing and screaming and yelling and, and livid? And then on top of it all, they had to wait hours to get in the building because Trump was there and it just shut down New York City to get that guy into the building. Meanwhile, everybody was booing him. They can't stand him either, uh, particularly in New York. They can't stand him. They love him everywhere else, though. So congratulations. Um, and Canelo knocked out Sergey Kovalev, like I told you he would, to win the light heavyweight title. Uh, I told you before, before I went out last week, that, that Kovalev's washed. He, barely, he could barely beat Yard. Yard had him in trouble, and then Kovalev jab knocked him out in the 11th. Should have never won that fight, and uh, Canelo beat his ass, and that's that. There you go. So we'll get into all this stuff, plus college football uh, on top of the Taggart News, all the games from Saturday, all the games from Sunday. It's all happening. 855-212-4CBS. Jim Trotter up first from NFL Network. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. So if you were to uh, tell me right now who the worst team is in the league, in the NFL, who do you think it is, uh, Mafia? The Bengals, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Redskins, Falcons, and I have to throw in... Uh, the Giants. I have to throw them in there, right? Because I, I do, you know, I'm not even basing it on tonight because tonight they look better than ever, uh, even though they're still losing 16-12 now. But I think that there's some semblance of truth to the fact that they suck too. Yeah, they do. I mean, this is definitely the best their defense has played most of the year. Uh, I would say right now it has to be the Bengals. They still don't have a win. They're the only team without a win. Change their quarterback. They've had guys missing after the season. Just don't seem to know what they're doing. They've been close in a couple games, but still – can't get a win. They got to be the worst right now. Who do you think's the worst? Bengals. Oh, the Bengals. Who do you think's the worst team? 
I still think it's the Bengals, too. It seems like the Dolphins the last couple weeks, even before they got a win yesterday, like they were giving you like some effort. You know, they were kind of in some games, whether it be the Redskin game, even for a half against the Bills, Steeler game for a half. Um, the Bengals, I just haven't – early in the year, the last couple weeks, nothing out of them. The Jets have more talent than these other teams. It's kind of sad that the Jets are in the same lot as – the Dolphins and the Bengals and, and these teams because they, you know, have more talent per se. Allegedly. Than these, allegedly than these other teams. Do you believe that uh, that, that guy, uh, Sam Darnold, is a good quarterback? I don't. I'm starting to think he's as stupid as he was when he was in college throwing picks. He's throwing more of them now, and he's just, uh, I mean, he is lifeless. He's looked good one one Sunday since I've seen him in the league. Well, this year, just the Cowboy game, that's for sure. That's it. Uh, um, I don't know. And, that, and it, that was a miracle. Him and Baker have taken such a big step back this year that it's just. I mean, Baker Mayfield, you don't even, that isn't even, I don't even know that guy. That had to be before he went to Oklahoma type football, right? What he's doing now. This is as bad as he can be. Yeah, I mean, he's not walking around like he's some kind of badass anymore, that's for sure, uh, after the last couple of weeks. The well, whole season, really. He's acting like a two-year-old. That's what he's acting like now. He went from acting like a badass the whole offseason and, and before the you know the year started to now uh, just looking like, I don't know what he was doing yesterday, what he's been doing at these press conferences. He just looks defeated is what he looks Screaming like. Screaming and yelling at people. Right. Uh, blaming the media for his, everybody's an idiot. But he's an idiot. How about watching him play football? That's idiocy at the highest order. Watching him play is a disaster. It's a freight train right off the rails. He is absolutely all over the place. He sucks. Let's just stop with any other assessment of it. He's terrible. Okay, let's get real. You suck. Blame whoever you want. Blame your mother. Why don't you blame your mother? Why don't you call her up? Blame her because you blame everybody else. Meanwhile, you suck. You can't even get your mustache right, bro. Honestly. What is going on with you? You are having a terrible t- time of things. I mean, you're having a rough run, a rough stretch. I mean, does that guy stink or what? Honestly. What's with the guy that threatened everybody after the game, too? What, uh, what? Well, he's just completely at, off the reservation. I mean, he's obviously <laughs> gone now, but what is he doing? Getting on the phone after the game. I mean, and it was minutes after the game. So the dude grabbed his phone and just Went started at going at it with everybody. Did you see some of the stuff he said? To, like, ne- never works when you take on the fans. Uh, never works. It never works. And he actually went beyond taking it on with the fans. He was getting real. Uh, he invited him to come, come to his come house. Come to my house, putting his address out there. You know, come on by. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's just. And then didn't he, uh, and didn't he threaten the radio guy from yes, the fan, uh, our station? Dustin Fox. So he got threatened. Yes, because he put out a tweet just saying that. He was he terrible. Was, he wasn't playing well. He was missing tack. You know, wasn't tackling well. Was wasn't playing good. But, but you're not allowed to say that he. They're not doing well. The Browns, or otherwise, they. What do they? They come to your house and beat you up. I guess with this gentleman, that was one of them. But now he's not on the team. How's anymore, their fat so. coach doing? Is he's he, he's he is going to be uh, done after one year. Yeah, let's just put it this way. He's doing a great job. And the job. reason why. I mean, does that guy look like he's a zombie? He's another one like uh, Gase, just stands there all day looking like an idiot. And these two guys. Gase and Kitchens were supposed to be the guys that would take Darnold and Mayfield to the next to level. The next level. Yeah, and sure. that's why both of them are going to be fired after one season. 
because not only are they, they losing, not only are they losing, the quarterbacks look worse than they did last year, and that is going to get you fired in this league because you only have such a window to win with these young quarterbacks before you have to actually pay them if they're good. So when I'm watching, okay, so they just kicked the field goal at 16-15 now, right? And when I'm watching the Giants, I have to say, to me, they look like it's like watching UTEP play football. Do they not look like the UTEP football team out there? They don't even look like a professional football team. They don't. They look like like UTEP. That's who the Giants are now. No offense to anyone in El Paso. Good evening, El Paso. Tom in Louisville, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Man, how you guys doing tonight? What's happening? Not a whole lot, man. Um, got a couple things with the Ravens and uh, Lamar. I mean, as a diehard UVL fan, it's it's actually really great to just see him blowing the league up the way way he is. Right. You know, taken as the fifth quarterback in the first round, you know, last year. I, you know, watching him here at UVL, I I kind of figured he would, you know, do real well in the NFL. You know, if he got under the right offense and you know had a scheme that fit him, which Got to give Harbaugh some credit there. He's done a, a hell of a job with, you know, the way he schemes. I mean, that offense is tailor made for him. And um, I got a, I got a couple of, you know, opinions. I think, you know, want to get your guys' thoughts. I think by the end of the season, when when it's all said and done, you know, I, I think he's going to win the MVP. And I, you know, I, right now it looks like the, the Ravens are probably the team to beat in the AFC. So I mean, they're, they're also my pick right now to get to the Super Bowl. So I'm sure they're probably going to be you know, a hot pick by the time the playoffs roll around, you know, considering they have Lamar and, you know, he's the most dynamic football and, or football player in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. And I also feel like he – I think he might be on pace to beat Vic's uh, single-season rushing record for a quarterback. Right now I'm not exactly sure how many Vic had um, in his 1,000-plus yard rushing season that he had, but I, I think he's on pace right now. So I think he might uh, get the – uh, single season rushing record too at the end of the season for a quarterback. So uh, I'll just jump off here and try and let you guys chime in and listen. Well, I mean, you said it all. There's nothing else to say. Uh, the guy's been phenomenal. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he was 17 and 23, 163 yards uh, passing uh, score. He ran for 61 yards, two touchdowns. Um, no one can stop him. Uh, he does whatever he wants. And they had 372 total yards, 210 rushing yards, um, converted five of 10 third downs. I think the key to the game for me was is that when they were up, what, 17 nothing, And then it was 17-13, right? They came back. And I think that, you know, by scoring again, instead of letting them, like the Patriots, score again and take the lead from them, that they came out and scored again, and then they never look back, uh, that they they sucked the life out of the Patriots who had never given up anything the whole season to anybody, and then they got lit up in this game. You know, they got all in one night, their whole record of being the best defense in the league went down the drain, right, because they gave up so many yards and so many points and everything else. But there's no denying that Lamar Jackson's very exciting. Greg Roman's done a great job with that offense. They had, I mean, they have, they're, they're doing so many different things with this guy. Um, the, the offense looked fantastic last night. With their, they're doing so many misdirection stuff, so many short passes uh, underneath, whatever. They're doing 50 million things at once. 
uh, and all of it worked against the Patriots, uh, you know, on this occasion on a Sunday night in the Charm City. So it must have been nice for him to have all those things line up. The stars were aligned, right? But, you know, on any, uh, as they say, on any given Sunday, they could not have it, right? You could have it all going for you one day, and the next day you don't. You never know when you're going to lay an egg, right? Um, the Packers laid an egg yesterday, right, for the most part. They had like a little teeny flurry late, but it was it was nothing to write home about. They didn't get it done. They They basically took the day off. They had one of those stinkers, right? So I thought that the Patriots got back in the game, but then they, they you know, gave it up and lost. Bottom line, uh, the Ravens did what they had to do to not lose that game where, you know, they let them back in the game and then they finished them off instead of letting them take the lead. I think if the Patriots take the lead in that game, it's a different game. But, it, you know, Lamar Jackson wasn't going to let it happen and their defense stepped up big time and, they gave uh, Brady some problems, right? They picked him off, and I think they – didn't they recover a fumble and go hizzy? They they did all kinds of things to beat him. But, you know, predicting that they're going to win the Super Bowl I think is, is premature. Uh, I do believe there's, you know, other teams that are good. I think the Ravens are definitely one of the best teams, uh, if not, uh, you know – in the AFC, if not the best, possibly. I still think, you know, if they get home field, they, I think they could beat the Patriots again. If they have to play at, at uh, Foxborough uh, against uh, Tom Brady in a semi or in a title game, I probably have my doubts that they'll do it up there. I, I have my doubts about that. So nothing's uh, set in stone yet. Uh, people crowning Super Bowl champions after Week Nine. Uh, good luck with that. Have fun with that. Good, good, go, good for you. Congratulations. Go ahead, crown them. Crown the NBA champion now. Let's crown the Stanley Cup champion now. We'll do it. You know they only have four more months to go. Uh, when do they get done with the Stanley Cup in June? So let's. You know it hasn't even snowed yet. But let's crown the. Why don't we crown the Islanders tonight? Aren't they going to win it all? They've won nine in a row. So they're going to win the Stanley Cup. So that's a done deal. The Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. That's a done deal. Uh, anything else we want to lock in now? Uh, the NBA Sixers haven't lost. Oh, the, the Lakers and Sixers are in the finals. Automatic. That's done. Uh, you want to give me some Olympic predictions? Aren't they having an Olympics coming up here? Why even? I mean, it's already over. It's it's a done deal. Right? Everything's a done deal. So, let's crown them. They, they've won the title last night on a Sunday night in Baltimore. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right. Every week, the uh, games keep getting bigger. Pharrellonthebench.com is ready. Great picks. Incredible price. Sweet return. PharrellOnTheBench.com sets the standard every play, every sport, every day. College football pros, NBA, NHL, boxing, MMA, you get everything. How about 68% of my bets covered in the NFL this week? 5-0-1 of my top six plays, the Seattle game pushed. And 8-4-1 uh, in spreads in the NFL this week. How do you like them apples? Sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. Believe me, you, you won't regret it. Hide the money from your wife. Matt Merchell is our buddy from the Orlando Sentinel. He's coming on a bench to talk college football. How you doing, Matt? Pretty good. How you doing tonight? I'm hanging in, brother. So uh, let's start by talking about uh, Florida State. Uh, I know that uh, you said that they've hit rock bottom, uh, which is uh, pretty obvious now with their situation the last few years. 
But how about this Willie Taggart getting $17, $18 million to go away? What a deal. And then, I mean, how in God's name, I mean, I'm sure they're going to find a way to pay the next coach. But how do you think they're going to do it? And who can they hire when they have to spend that much money to get rid of a guy? I mean, who are they paying for now? Like the last three or four coaches, what's their tab? About $100 million for coaches they've fired in the last five years? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at not just that, but you look at what Willie Taggart. I mean, I, I know his payout was in the range of $18 million, but you also figure the fact they were paying Oregon, uh, you know, part of his payout when he was still at Oregon, and they were paying the, uh, South Florida when he was the payout there as well. So, I mean, you're looking at a situation where they're looking at $20 million just to get rid of Willie Taggart, not including the fact that they're going to have to pay for his coaching staff that's there right now. And then you mentioned bringing in a whole new coaching 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 staff so this is a school that came into the year talking about how it was financially strapped how they were having you know problems you know with with fundraising and now you've somehow managed to pass the hat around to get that 20 million dollars but it's going to cost a whole lot more to bring in another coach and another staff and even then if you decide to go big and go for a big splashy hire which i think they'd like to do that's going to cost more money. So this is a program right now that all of a sudden, that's a very costly mistake for them to get rid of Willie Taggart um, and, and go forward. And it's going to be something that could cripple this program for, for the next you know, four or five years. So uh, do you think, because uh, I believe that the, my opinion is Brent Venable is the best choice. Uh, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, A, he's, he's already a hot commodity. B, he knows Dabo Swinney. No one is beating Clemson in that conference anytime soon unless they get a guy like Venables that knows all of his tricks to go coach against him. I mean, isn't that the, a strategy that you would Im- implore here? Yeah, I think you could. You could look at Brent Venables. You could look at a guy like Jeff Scott or Tony Elliott, the, the two offensive coordinators at Clemson as well. You know, Jeff's dad uh, coached at, at Florida State years ago. Um, so, you know, you could – he's got a little bit of a tie in there as well. So, if you can't beat him, you go out and find the guys who are, who are on their coaching staff, right? So, maybe you go out and get some of those guys. I think they would be um, a, a cheaper – solution if you're looking for a head coach maybe someone maybe he's going to come step in and get a chance to work at we all know brent venables is, is highly regarded uh, as a defensive coordinator he's paid a lot of money by clemson um so they have to pay him a little bit more obviously at florida state and then there's some other names that could pop up here i mean you know you're talking about guys like mark stoops he, he spent some time at florida state um you know he's at kentucky now uh pj fleck a guy you know at minnesota he's done great things at minnesota and western uh you know western michigan would he be interested in something like that um, and Mike Norvell, to me, I think is an interesting name. You know, a guy at Memphis who's done a pretty good job turning Memphis around. He wouldn't maybe commandeer as much money, you know, as you think of guys like P.J. Fleck or Mark Stoops, but a guy who's offensive-oriented who'd come in and maybe do the same sort of thing there at Florida State. So whoever they're going to get, they want to try to get a splashy hire. I'm just not sure if, that, if there's a splashy hire out there to get. They're not getting Urban Meyer. They're not getting Bob Stoops. They're going to have to settle for someone maybe like a Mike Norvell or a Brent Venables. Do you think, because uh, there was rumors about Lane Kiffin, I, I don't seriously think they would go there, do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, listen, I appreciate what Lane's done at FAU, but, I mean, there's too much baggage that comes with Lane. And I think that if you're Florida State and you're just coming off this debacle over the last year and a half, do you really then throw a bunch of money at Lane Kiffin and try to get him, you know, bring him in there just for the sake of bringing in a name? Uh, I, I just don't think that happens. I, I think you want to bring in someone who's going to come in take over the program, take it to the next level, get them back to being a, a top 25 program and competing in the ACC. I'm not sure if, if bringing Lane Kiffin 
does more than just bring you name cachet. I honestly don't believe that they can hire someone uh, that they're going to fire in a year either. Uh, they can't keep firing every coach every year. Uh, they're gonna The program's going to go under. They have to hire someone and stick with them for five years. No questions asked. They cannot go through another firing. They're going to become the laughing stock of college football if they're not already. Georgia with a big win over Florida over the weekend. That was huge. They needed that. Yeah, very much so. And I think I think Georgia just goes to show that, you know, this is a team that people kind of thought they were, you know, struggling a little bit. You know, you saw they struggled against Kentucky. That was a big win for them, you know, and it was also helps them establish their their uh, you know, their grounding in, in the SEC East. They're looking forward to get back, you know, to the championship game at some point. Um, and, and, you know, they've, they've had Florida's number the last three years right now. So, you know, it's one of those things that they kind of show they're still above Florida when it comes to the pecking order. You know, Dan Mullen's done a good job there in a brief amount of time at Florida, but he still needs improvements. That program still needs to find an offensive line. They haven't developed an offensive line in four or five years now, and they can't run the football. And that's going to be something that's always going to continue to hamper them. Until they do that, they're not going to get back to the SEC championship game. Matt Marshall with us from the Orlando Center. Oregon and Utah are still alive for the playoff, and Oregon's probably got more of an edge, don't they? Yeah, they do because of that quality loss against Auburn at the beginning of the season. Think about that. That was a game that they lost on the very, in the very last minute of the game um, when Bo Nix drove them, you know, Auburn down to win the game. So I think Oregon's got the best shot. Listen, I think what's going to be crucial is to see what happens tomorrow night in the, in the playoff rankings, where Oregon and Utah fall. Those are both top 10 teams when it's all said and done. If they go through the rest of the season undefeated and get to that Pac-12 championship, they may have a chance, the winner of that game, they have a chance to slide in there if there's some other things going on. If the, you know, the Big 12, we know it's going to struggle. We know that the SEC might, you know, lose a game here or there. Maybe the Big 10 has a team fall out like Penn State. So there's an opportunity there for the Pac-12 to, to make its statement, as, as, even though the fact a lot of people thought this was a conference that was pretty much dead after about the first two months of the season. I don't even think uh, – I seriously don't even believe that uh, this guy, Clawson at Wake Forest, if he was offered the Florida State job, I think he'd turn it down. I think he's better off at uh, Winston-Salem, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, because, I mean, again, taking that Florida State job, you know, that's going to require you – it's going to take two or three years to get that thing kind of set up. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think it's going to take a little bit of opportunity for them to, to bring in somebody who can kind of step in and, and still take up the job. Wake Forest is a good job for them right now. So um, – and, and Utah, they got a nice rally win over Washington. Do you think they're still alive for a big game? Oh, yeah, I do. I think you look at what, what, what you know, Utah's been able to do. I think Kyle Williams done a great job. Um, again, they don't have nearly as strong of a resume as Oregon, but if they were to go undefeated, win the, win the South, get into that championship game against Oregon, I think they'd have an opportunity maybe to make a big statement if they could beat the Ducks and do it convincingly. What do you think of the job this guy's done at Indiana, believe it or not? Uh, we never talk about Indiana football ever on this show. I went to Indiana. Uh, they have been atrocious my entire life at football. But I got to tell you, this Allen guy's got him winning. They're going to a bowl game. They've already won seven games. They're tough. Yeah, they look impressive. I mean, listen, I'm with these guys. I mean, I, I grew up in Indiana. So Indiana football was, was non-existent for most of my time that I, I, I lived there. Um, to see them get back there, to see them be able to, you know, be in a seven or eight win team to get to a bowl game, I think that's big news. And I think the only thing that really holds Indiana back in some ways is the fact that they play in the, the Big Ten East division. You know, they have to play against the Michigans, the Michigan States, the Penn States, and the Ohio State. So that's tough for them. If they can always get to seven or eight wins in a year, maybe pull off an upset here and then get to nine, I think that's big news. And I think we know that. 
you know, Indiana is known for its basketball, but if they could start winning some on the, on the, uh, on the field, you know, I, I think that would help them out a lot. He's done an amazing job, and I think uh, you got to give a lot of credit for what he's done. Who do you here. think uh, wins the Penn State-Minnesota uh, game this week? I, I still like Penn State. I think Penn State's playing really good football right now. They've got a solid defense. Um, you know, you, you saw the, the job the offense has been able to do with, with, the, with Steve Clifford. You know, they're putting up big numbers. Um, again, I, I think they're, they're, they're a team that not a lot of people are talking about right now. They will if they beat Minnesota this weekend. That sets up a huge showdown with Ohio State in a couple weeks. That could be a game that could go very far to see, you know, which one of those two teams ends up being in, in the possible in the playoff. I mean, Penn State could wind up in the first playoff rankings. They could wind up being in that top four mix based on some of the teams they play. They could bump a team like Clemson down to five if it's all said and done. All right, I'm under a minute, respectfully. Who do you like, Alabama or uh, LSU? I like LSU at this point right now, just the way they're playing. I think because of the fact that Tua's been hurt and banged up, we need to see how healthy he is. But I, I like the way LSU is playing. So you like them to go to Tuscaloosa and win that game? Yeah, I do. I, wow. I, think, I think, you know, with the offense, I think they're, they're strong offense. I mean, again, if, if Tua wasn't hurt, and I know we, we don't know what his status is going to be, I, I mean, I think – I think they need to take advantage of a defensive line, too, that Alabama's a little bit weak in that front. So I think if, if they can put some of the pressure, I think Joe Burrow can find the plays and, and, and get the get the points. But they, it's going to be a tough battle. They were going to win last year, too, uh, in Baton Rouge, and they got whacked 28 nothing. So uh, let's see what happens Saturday. Great stuff, Matt. Thanks for coming on the bench. I appreciate you. No problem. Thanks a lot. All right, Matt Merchell with the Orlando Sentinel. 23-18 now, Cowboys, after a huge Barkley run down the sideline for the Giants. They couldn't score a touchdown. They got another field goal. It's a five-point game early in the fourth at MetLife. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.